There had been one woman before. Her name was Hannah. She was beautiful, hair so golden that the horror around us couldn't dull its shine. She was a nurse who had come down to Gettysburg during the war while I was there giving soldiers their last comforts before their souls ascended to the kingdom of heaven. Hannah was a wonderful nurse. She had followed the war effort to Gettysburg. She took care of these forlorn souls, giving them hope and care. She kept their spirit up, even when she knew that they would never see their homes or families again. She was something beautiful, entangled in nothing but death and despair, like a beautiful flower that refused to be choked by thorny weeds. I was fresh out of the seminary, just twenty-one years old when I volunteered for service with the Union as a chaplain. I became Captain Patrick Mulligan, a chaplain with Maryland's 2nd Regiment Cavalry. I was a young, terrified man at Gettysburg, but my faith kept me lifted up. I had a job to do, and that was give these men peace. I trained, as my father did, at seminary in Baltimore in the Baptist faith. The fighting finally became so bad that denomination and religion didn't fit into the equation anymore. There were just so many young men, my age, even younger at the time, dying for what they believed was right. I wanted them to make it to the gates of heaven with hearts full of light. When I wasn't talking with God, I found myself talking to Hannah by many soldiers' bedsides. We sang, prayed, and supported each other when it became too much. She was a beautiful friend that soon became ingrained in my heart as someone that I could love. Someone I could see myself spending the rest of my life with after all the mayhem was over. I believe she had feelings for me, too, but she was promised to another back in Pennsylvania. When the battle was over, we parted ways. Both of us were off to do what we had to do. I prayed for her safety and prayed for my heart to heal because I truly believe she was the one. After Gettysburg, I returned home and found that my mother had fallen ill. Pneumonia took her soon after. The strain of losing my mother, I suppose, was just too much on my father. He followed mother to heaven soon after that. He had spoken to me many times while he lay in bed, burning with fever, about what my mission was when this war was over. Patrick, you have done the Union and the Lord a great service. You have set out on your journey to spread the Word of God. I want you to go, son, wherever the Lord sees fit for you to go. Spread the comfort of His words. Devote your life to Him and to a woman who will love you with her whole heart. Raise your family as I raised you. I am proud of you, Patrick. It wasn't long after Mom's soul had ascended that my father joined her in paradise. My Aunt Beulah, my mother's sister, was a teacher just as my mother was. She had married a well-known businessman in Baltimore. After his passing, she retired from teaching and took on charity work. She did all she could to help those less fortunate, whether there was a war on or not. She was a tiny, round woman with a stern face. She was the eccentric one, while Mom was reserved. Ambila had vowed to her that she would make sure I was taken care of, 
even though I was going on 25 years old. After the war came to an end, I took a break. I read my scriptures daily and often went down to the wharf to spread the word to the fishermen coming in and out of the harbor. I also began a Bible study for some local vets of the war, counseling them and praying with them. I preached as an associate pastor at a small community church in town for a time. Aunt Beulah kept me fed. She also stayed on the lookout for a good woman for me.